Welcome. This is Karen Modakaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. My friend, what is happening? What is going on? I'm going to talk about the latest happenings around here. So earlier this month, I was so excited. My enoughers from the September group came. We would do a bonus retreat. It's in person for three days. We get to be with each other and spend time doing deep dive work. It was awesome to see them in person, to be able to give hugs and to connect. And it was so awesome for them, for each other. When we do the enough group, we use a a video platforming surface called Zoom. And I always liken it to the... Brady Bunch, where everybody has their box. So we've all seen each other before, but it was so fun to be able to spend time together and do this deep work over three days. So that was one part of this month. And then the other part is I've been traveling a lot, three trips this month. And for some people that may be normal, for me, that's not so normal. And I knew and I decided ahead of time and doing this and there's work and there's a whole bunch of stuff that I've been going about doing. But the beauty of this month is that I got to connect with people. So whether it was people that came into town to be here or me out on the road, being able to connect with people and talk with them and give hugs. And I just love that. And it's so awesome to be with my community and to go around and talk with people and get to know more about their story. And also I got to see a lot of dear old friends. So it's just been an awesome month. I'm like on this high right now because I really, really like it, even though I have a story that I don't like to travel. We're working on that story. But one of the things that came up in these deep conversations and when I was connecting with people and happened throughout the month was this topic of confidence. And here's the thing, people are asking me about, well, confidence, you know, how does one become confident or how do my kids become confident? And so this became the topic of the month. And so here I am doing a podcast for you all. So today's show is, I'm going to share with you how to cultivate confidence. First, we want to start with is what gets in the way of confidence. And it's really important to know what gets in the way before you can build forward. Like if you're going to build a house, right, you need to level the dirt. You need to get rid of all the rocks and any of the problems. And I remember when they were building our house, this is what we went through. So we need to find out what gets in the way of confidence. So maybe you've noticed the voices in the back of your head, especially if you're a frequent listener to the show. I've been talking about this. You notice the voices in the back of your head and they often ask questions like, what's wrong with me? Why is this happening to me? Why is my life so hard? Is this normal? And that one seems like a fine question, but all of those are examples of what I call crappy questions. Because when I ask those questions, where did you look in your life? You look to find evidence of what is wrong with you. We all have that evidence. Like right now, my toenails need to be cut. When we ask, why is this happening to me? We typically start to feel like we're a victim in our own lives and not the leader of our lives. And then when we ask ourselves, like, why is my life so hard? 
we're again back into that victim mode. Like life is hard. We can do hard things. And sometimes we think that it's supposed to be easy, <laughs> but it is hard, my friend. And is this normal? Right? Like, oh, am I, am I so bad that I'm on the outskirts? I'm on the outlier, even though Malcolm Gladwell has the whole book Outliers and that's become this prolific thing. So when you ask those questions, it doesn't take you out of shame, but it actually further dials up this feeling. And remember, shame is that feeling that we want nothing to do with, right? Because shame is the feeling that means I am bad. It's the voice of you're not enough. You're not smart enough. You're not good enough. Of course, you're not normal. You can't fit in here. You don't belong with us. Shame is the feeling that threatens our place of belonging. And we are hardwired for connection. Remember I was traveling this month and my enoughers who came in, we were all connecting with each other. Connection. We are hardwired for connection. So those questions lead us to answers of more shameful thoughts. And then we start to live in the swampland of shame. So we start to say to ourselves, of course, I'm effed up. Let me list what's wrong with me. Of course, this is happening to me. I am bad. Of course, my life is hard. I am bad. Of course, this isn't normal. And I'm broken. Does that sound familiar, those stories? So you may innocently ask yourself questions, the crappy ones, remember, that do not lead you out of shame, but head first into a big tornado of a shame storm. Huge, right? We're just in this storm and then it just multiplying and it's growing and growing. So here's the thing, my friend, you're in the eye of the storm and it can feel like impossible to get out, but you can get out. The first thing you need to do is instead of fueling your shame storm, remind yourself that you're not bad. We all make mistakes. And this is really, really important because those of you who are perfectionists out there thinking, if I'm just perfect, if I do it right, if I don't mess up, then I won't have anything bad happen. Bad things do happen to good people. We all know the story. We all have the friend where they've gone through something really difficult and it just didn't seem fair. So bad things do happen to good people. It doesn't mean that we are bad. And life is hard for all of us. What may be difficult for you may not be difficult for me. And what may be difficult for me be laughable for you. There's no such thing as the trauma Olympics, right? We all have our feelings and it's about understanding the stories that perpetuate those feelings. So life is hard for all of us. We all have our challenges and it's actually part of our journey because it teaches us that we can do hard things. And it also and this is really important. I've been talking a lot about this with my clients this week. It also provides us contrast and allows us when the good things happen to appreciate them. Because so often when we are feeling those bad things, that's when we notice, oh my gosh, I didn't even recognize this. So here's the example, bear with me. When I get sick, I'm pretty tolerant about a lot of parts of being sick. The thing I don't like the most the absolute most is a sore throat. I can't stand it. I do not like it. It hurts to swallow. It hurts to talk. I do not like a sore throat. Well, here's the thing. I never appreciate my throat being healthy when it's healthy. I only appreciate it when I have a sore throat and I'm like, oh, 
totally forgotten to appreciate it. Of course, when I tell you this story, when I've been telling it to my clients, I've been appreciating it. But my normal status quo is I don't even notice that I don't acknowledge it until there's a problem. So contrast is beautiful because it reminds us and it helps us appreciate the good. Otherwise, the Dalai Lama says this in the book of joy. If we only had good stuff in our life, that's when people tend to complain, something of paraphrase like that. But the idea is the contrast. When you have those difficult times, it gives you the opportune times when you look at and you go, wow, look at this. Look at my life. Look at my ability to swallow and how much joy can just come from that. Like I get really happy because I recall those times when I've had a sore throat and how much pain I was in and how much it hurts and I don't like it. And even now I can almost feel myself like, Ooh, if I talk about it, am I going to get sick? I, and I don't want to get sick, but I'm going to enjoy the fact that I can swallow, that I can talk to you and I not have any pain. And right now that shifts my energy into a place of joy. Just here talking with you about this. Before you can cultivate confidence, you have to stop the shame storm. So that's one of the things that we just did by checking in with the stories that were swirling around in your brain. So you must become aware of the stuff. Before I used to do this work, I didn't realize how much my mindset was involved. I just thought like, oh, this is just happening. I'm just feeling this way and there's something wrong with this and let me outrun it. Instead of getting to the root cause and there are these stories in the back of my head that are telling me stuff and I'm starting to feel these feelings. So become aware of those stories. Then after you're aware of them, you get to choose. Do you listen to these painful stories and attach to them and make sure that they're true? Like, so the story of, oh, you're bad. You know, there's something wrong with you. You're bad. Life is hard. And of course it's hard because you're bad or you're not normal and you're broken. Do you listen to these stories? Do you beat yourself up and attach to them? If you do, you're going to get entangled in the shame storm. And that's where we need to stop that. Stop attaching to these stories because the stories only lead to more shame and actually further away from confidence. Let's take a deep breath and exhale. So what's the answer? The answer is compassion because compassion is one of the antidotes to shame. It's about being kind to yourself. And this doesn't mean rationalize. doesn't mean that you get to go against your values. It just means being kind to yourself, being honest about your weaknesses as well as your strengths. Earlier, you heard me drop in that my toenails need to be cut. It's just a matter of fact. I'm not saying they're gross or they're disgusting or I'm, you know, have horrible self-care. I'm wearing a lot of socks and I'm wearing a lot of boots these days. So I don't see my toes that often because I'm trying to keep them warm. So with that being said, is that I'm being compassionate. I'm talking to myself with kindness and I'm stating a fact. My toenails need to be cut and they will. Be honest about your weaknesses as well as your strengths. Own all of your story. That's being compassionate. It's not about pretending like, oh, let me cover this up so you don't see it. That's why we use perfectionism. Let me not show you the mistakes so you only see the perfect version of me. And realize that you're not the only one that's struggling with this. Really, you're not alone. And if you remember in the beginning, I said, we all make mistakes. You know, life is hard for all of us. And we don't have to get into a comparison of the trauma Olympics. So from this place of compassion, I invite you to now cultivate confidence in yourself where you're going to be confident in yourself. 
where you're going to be confident that your circumstances, whatever shit show you're going through right now, it will get better. My friend, it does end. I know when we're in the front of it, it's hard to believe that it will end, but it does. Be confident that you can figure it out. Because when we're in that shame storm and we're like, oh my gosh, this is happening to me and I don't know what to do. And oh my gosh, this is so horrible. And we get into that victim mode and I know that. Then we're not in a place where we can figure it out. But when we're confident, here's the situation. Here's the gap between what I want and, and where I am. And what do I need to do to close that gap? What do I need to do to solve that problem? And reminding ourselves that we can figure it out that we can do hard things. Like those have been lifesavers for myself and my clients. Be confident that you will learn and grow from this challenging time. We do not grow when life is easy. We do not grow from our successes. We grow from those difficult moments and they are your teacher. They are here to teach you. And I invite you to take that lesson and really look at it. Don't beat yourself up. No need to blame others or yourself. Instead, look at what happened and what can you learn from that so that you can move forward so that next time it's better. It may not be totally 100% better, but even if we can do a small step, I often like to say small hinges can move big doors. So this can be just the next small hinge and you keep placing them and eventually that big door is going to get moved. So one thing that's really important when you are confident, it does not mean you have it all figured out. What it really means is that you're willing to figure things out. When you're confident, you're willing to say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to figure it out along the way. You're going to trust that you're going to be able to figure it out without knowing the outcome. And you're willing to trust. Yes. And I realize all of a sudden you might be going, but Corinne, this is really vulnerable. And remember vulnerability is uncertainty, emotional exposure, and risk. And we're like, no, no, no. Tell me the outcome before I trust. It's not how it works, my dear trust and feel vulnerable and then move through it because vulnerability is the pathway to confidence. It's your ability to show up and then commit to what you want to do and allow yourself to fall down and and realize that just because you fell down doesn't mean that you can't get back up without being bad. I mean, this is the American dream. This is why my mom loved this country was the American dream, the resilience that we have, the ability to make mistakes that we weren't pigeonholed of who we were based on our birth or our class or religion that we could actually grow and flourish. So if you fall down, it just means that you fell down. We all fall down, myself included. So being willing to trust and be vulnerable, now you make a decision and you commit to the best case scenario. Again, that's more vulnerability because what if it doesn't work out? But the thing is, is that who do you become in the process of committing and making that decision and moving forward and taking action in your life? That's where the change is. And what do you learn? So cultivate confidence by here's the ones that you can steal, write them down, telling yourself things like, I can figure this out. I'm learning and growing from this challenging time. (laughs) Yippee skippy. I know some days I'm like, Corinne, I don't need any more challenging times, but that's when it's maybe probably nighttime and I need to go to bed and I can face the day tomorrow. I don't like this situation, 
but it will get better. It really will keep moving forward. I am strong and capable. Yes, I am. I got that one from one of our little six-year-old swimmers years ago. We were worried about her advancement. She just kept saying, I am strong. I am capable. I am strong. I am capable. And there was a lot of risk to manage because she wasn't very proficient in swimming, but she was very determined. She was very committed to the best case scenario. And she made it happen for herself. That was as simple as that. I am strong. I am capable. So if you want to steal that one and use it, believe it, and you are strong and you are capable and know in a certain aspect of your life, you may suck at that as well. You may not be strong and you may not be capable because that's all of us, but you can tap into being strong and capable. Look in the arenas of your life. Where are you strong and capable? Maybe you're really strong as a family member and you're really capable as a family member. Maybe you're really, unlike me, maybe you're very good at cooking for your family and you're really capable with that. So the good news is that you already have that skill set, and then you slide it over to a new arena. You don't have to build from the ground zero. You already have it, and you slide it over. So here's what I want you to do. Test this out for yourself. Write down those thoughts every day and really feel them. Dial up that feeling of confidence. And if it doesn't dial up that feeling, notice it. What feeling does it dial up? Does it dial up shame? Is it because there's a voice in that back of your head saying, liar, liar, pants on fire? Pay attention. Go and practice this. So again, the the thoughts that I gave you was, I can figure this out. I am learning and growing from this challenging time. I don't like this situation, but it will get better. I am strong and capable. Yes, I am. And practice those thoughts. And after a week of practice, I invite you to reflect. What do you notice when you focus on these new thoughts instead of your old painful self-beating thoughts? When you cultivate confidence, how do you show up in your life? Notice that you show up that way versus when you're in a place of shame, how do you show up? What do you do? Notice the difference. And then you get to choose who do I want to be? And this isn't about faking it till you make it. Not a big fan of that concept. It's about cultivating confidence. It's about really saying like, I'm confident. If somebody pushed me in the pool, I would know that I would be able to swim. I would know that I'd be able to get out of the pool, even though I haven't been in the pool since I think the summer. So probably eight months, six months but I'm very confident about that. There are things in my life I'm like absolutely confident about and I just believe it and I cultivate it. And then when it's something that I may not know, I say, I can figure things out because I can figure things out. Things are figure outable. I am resourceful. Those are some of my favorites. So dial up this feeling of confidence and then take action. And you're going to be surprised at the results that you you, my friend, create for yourself. So circling back, make sure you're asking yourself awesome questions. The quality of your questions shape the quality of your life. They determine the focus of where you set your eyes. Know that everything's figure outable. Trust without knowing the outcome. Be aware of the stories swirling around in your head because they can seem very non-toxic but they can actually be costing you. Notice how you feel. 
And it's okay to feel the shame. We just don't want to live there. We don't want to live in the swamp land of shame. Feel it. It can provide contrast. And then you can think about where do I want to go? How do I want to feel? And if you want to feel confident, what do I need to say to myself to dial that up? Then the good news is compassion is the antidote to shame. Part of knowing you aren't the only one is an attribute of compassion, being kind, mindfulness, the ability to know your thoughts and your feelings. That's all part of compassion and make a decision and commit to the best case scenario. Commit to it. You may get there. You may get a little bit less. I used to say when I was young in my twenties, I'm like, shoot for the stars, shoot for the stars. Cause if you at least shoot for the stars, you're going to get further than where you were you may not hit the stars. And often we may get 80% of the goal that we wanted or 90% of the goal that we wanted. And we see that 10 or 20% and then we feel defeated and we feel shame because when we didn't quite hit it, but you're 80 to 90% further along. And that's the way that we need to look at it and tell yourself those thoughts that can help you cultivate confidence, dial it up. I call those anchor thoughts. How do you anchor your brain into a new way of seeing new way of focus? I'm so excited. I want you guys to go out and practice and let me know how it goes. My friend, you know that your voice matters. It matters to me. And so we're going to do two things here. We're going to one practice on your voice mattering and you owning your voice. And the other is preserving your brain juice. So the first thing I want you to go do is share your voice, leave a review of the show on iTunes. Tell me what you love. Tell me why you're here. Your voice matters. And the second thing, if you haven't done it already, preserve your brain juice by making sure you hit the subscribe button and you're subscribed to the show. I'm smiling big for you. I can't wait to give you a shout out on the show in the future. Until next time. On a lake, she is dreaming. She is drifting. Never been so wild.